am so excited about today's podcast. I have a very special guest. Crystal Prophet is joining us. And if you're not familiar with me, you may not know, but Crystal's one of my very best friends. She's my podcasting mentor and my daughter. On today's show, we're going to be talking about how to get a great workout in the garden. Now, Crystal and I talk almost every day, and we've compared a lot. She goes to the gym, she has an iWatch, I have an iWatch, and I'll say, how many calories did you burn today? I burned 750 turning the compost today, and that's not always the case. But, I, you know, I'll see where she did a workout because we're buddies on our watch and we share our workouts. She'll Her workout will have burned X number of calories, and I'll say, what did you do today? Because I want to compare that to what I did in the garden. Crystal is a working mama. Uh, she was busy in the corporate world raising her babies, and then she suddenly found herself as a stay-at-home mom. She just wanted something to occupy her time while the kids were sleeping and not wanting to fill that free time with Netflix and daytime TV, she started gardening. Crystal says that it's never been a perfect art form and she hasn't got it all figured out just yet, but she knows that she wants to grow a beautiful landscape that's also productive with uh, all of the foods that she craves and that she wants and to have that convenience. So... Uh, she knows that she can have a beautiful garden that also satisfies the eyes and the taste buds, which is great because here on the Edible Gardens podcast, we talk about how your edible garden can also be your beautiful landscape. I'm your host, Nanette Blair. Thanks for joining me. My dream is to make good food accessible to everybody, and in my opinion, the best definition of good food is nutritious, delicious, and safe. And it doesn't get any better than picking fresh fruit, herbs, veggies, straight off the plant, where you know what went on it from start to finish. You won't find any tomato cages here. As a matter of fact, there's a lot you won't find here, including pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, or any of the other sides. But what you will find here are landscapes that are designed for beauty, reflection, entertaining, and the list goes on to whatever you want. After all, it's your home, it's your yard, and your taste. Okay, so you know that garden you've been thinking about? I know you're ready. I know I'm ready. So let's dig in. So, uh, Crystal, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be sitting here chatting with y'all today. Um, so it's kind of funny. It's a funny story because um, I asked I asked mom, I was like, okay, so what can we talk about on the podcast? Because I know that we have so many stories and so many things that we can share. Well, hold on just a second. So I have to tell you um, that Crystal is also the one who taught me I'm taking her podcasting course. So Crystal is a professional podcaster. So I'm a little bit nervous, even though I, you know, raised her. I taught her how to use a fork. <laughs> she, she's teaching me how to use all this technology. So, okay, go Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing fine. You're going to be an amazing podcast host. And I just, you know, when... When she asked me to come on the show, she's like, would you, you know, would you do an interview with me? And I was like, yeah, but you know, what should we talk about? And she just said, I, she's always, so we both have Apple watches 
and we have both, um, you know, we follow each other or however that works within the Apple world, you know, like I can see her progress and whenever she does a workout and when she finishes one and then she can see mine, vice versa. And so, um, she would ask me several times, like, well, what did you do today? Like your step count was up or, you know, I saw you just finished a workout. Like, what were you doing? And I would tell her, you know, I was either running or I was in the gym or I was cycling. It just depended on the day. And then she would ask, well, how many calories did you burn? I'd say, I don't know. You know, like I, you know, I, I work out a lot. I don't necessarily look at that every time I'm working out. And so she said, well, because I just came in from turning the compost pile and I'm literally sweating. Like I'm dripping sweat and I'm curious to see, you know, how many calories I burned. And so ever since then, we've been kind of comparing the calories that we've burned and the different workouts that we've done. So um, I don't know, like what, what is it that you want to know about the workouts? So, um, Okay, so let me back up. So Crystal had an iWatch way before I did. And you can do this, my understanding is, on any kind of activity tracker. So they have all these different Fitbits. And so we have compared. Uh, so I said, well, I just want to know. I want to borrow your iWatch sometimes so that I can see how many calories I'm burning whenever I turn the compost pile. Or I wish that I had uh, someone count when I'm out in the garden how many times I squat. Because I know sometimes whenever I'm in the garden, and Crystal is garden too, um, your legs just feel like jello or you're, you feel so bad about yourself the next day. Man, I must be in bad shape because my legs are so sore and all I did was garden. But then you realize wow, I, you know, I must have done a hundred squats today, but you're doing all this work and you don't really realize because you're actually doing something, all the physical activity that you did. So, right, for sure. you know, the one of the things that I wanted you to talk about is because I know you very well, um, you've gardened in several places. Can you talk about how many times you've moved? In the last oh like, nine years. <laughs> so in my life. So it's really funny too, because, you know, growing up, we lived in two houses. Like we made, um, I guess technically three, but like two areas of town. We were really out in the country and then we lived um, more in the city. A well, city. Me, we grew up in a small town. Hang well, on. Crystal grew up at the Christian Youth Foundation, it, which is a church camp. She was actually born when we when right after we moved to the church camp and so yeah that's what she's talking about so we had the run of like 500 acres it's where you know kids go to camp for the summer and then and then we moved to a house after my husband started his business and so besides those two times moving like we lived in the same it was the same small town so we always knew the same town but then after i left Athens and we went to um I went to college and then my husband and I we got together and then we I mean in the last decade I think so my oldest son he'll be 10 this year and I think he's moved at least seven times in his life and that just blows my mind but we've only lived in Texas and we've lived in East Texas we've lived in the Dallas Fort Worth area and then currently we're living um just outside of Houston and my experience oh my gosh, gardening has just been 
kind of like a very like if you want to see like a what is that called not a flow chart but like a wave like up and down up and down up and like valleys and peaks for sure because when we were in east texas that's when i first um when my husband and i lived there we bought our first house and um we didn't have a fenced in yard we just had um we had about a half an acre it was a little over a half acre and I decided, oh, I'm going to do a raised garden bed. I'd never done one before. I didn't even know where to start, how to do it. But I thought, you know what? I've seen other people do this, so I'm going to do it. And I did it. And a lot of things died several times because it was right in the direct sun. It was but you had a pretty the- good garden. It was it pretty was, good. I had a lot of good herbs. Like the herbs were good. The vegetables weren't so good, but because we didn't have a fenced in yard, all of the critters, like there was woods right behind our house. And like, I don't know if it was deer, I don't know if it was squirrels, but there were all kinds of stuff. Like they were just eating all of our stuff. So we never got to actually enjoy a harvest other than I had a ton of basil. That was one thing I grew really well in that house. So, and then, so that was when y'all lived in, uh, just outside of Tyler. Right. And then you moved to Alito, right? Just Mm -hmm. outside of Fort Worth. Yeah. And did you do any gardening there? I think that the moment that you moved in, as soon as the movers brought your boxes, your boxes weren't even unpacked yet. Like the day after you got the the week. It was the week after you got the news. that they were going to move you again to Houston. So I don't remember, did you really do any gardening there? Not really. I did a few... um, Containers, maybe? Yeah, I did a few pots that were on the back porch, but there was nothing like... I was not invested in... Because we had... My husband and I had just talked about, we're like, we're going to put the deck out here, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Because we bought this house. Like, we had purchased a home... And then we found out, we moved it on a Monday, found out on Friday that same week that we were going to move. So we were like, nope, we're not going to invest in doing anything. So I didn't really get to see what it was like to grow anything just outside of Fort Worth. And then we moved to Houston where everyone kept telling me, oh, you can grow anything in Houston. My sister-in-law had lived here for several years and she said, oh man, I could grow tomatoes. I could just grow anything in Houston. You're going to be able to, you'll be fine. So when we moved here in spring of 2018, I was very, I was a little too ambitious and um, I planted a whole bunch of stuff that I'd never grown before. I didn't even know what I was doing. And this is in Houston, right? This is right outside of Houston. Yeah. And I went to, they have these garden centers here. I didn't want to just go to Lowe's or Home Depot. I wanted to go to a place that had a very large variety of stuff. And I decided to go to um, the garden center here. And I just, I don't even know how much money I spent. I spent way too much money on everything. But I wanted to try it. That's what we do. You know, we go to the garden center and we just, without a plan. (laughs) I've done this so many times. Or I go to Home Depot and I just happen to walk by the seed display. And I'm like, how in the world did I spend $100 on seeds? You know, it's because I didn't have a plan. It's, you know, and it's the same way if you go to Home Depot and you're looking at the plants, 
and you're like, I know, I'll, ooh, I don't know what I want, but I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And then before you know it, you have all the stuff and you get home, you're like, okay, where am I going to put all this stuff? Right, exactly. But and you had ahead. things like peanuts and fennel and what all did you have? You had lemongrass. Do you remember what all you bought last year? Yeah, I did. So let me back up real fast because our house came with like we had flower beds in the front there were no flower beds in the back and i was determined because nanette is my mom and she has done so well with all of her gardening stuff i was like okay i'm gonna make this work everyone told me i can grow stuff in houston i'm gonna grow stuff in houston and so i um i had to pull up sod i measured everything i pulled up sod but then i realized there was clay underneath the sod and so I had to basically dig out the flower beds and put in my own compost and I did put peanuts in but I couldn't pull them out because they grew in clay so (laughs) maybe eventually that will be something that is different I will have a better uh garden beds but for last year no 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 it did not work out well well this kind of brings you to another point that I think a lot of people don't really realize is that when especially like y'all built your house right I mean the house wasn't built when you bought it it was built right as soon as you bought it and so a lot of times your soil that you're dealing with in your garden beds is clay because they have to bring the clay in for the foundation of the house So you're on clay. And then the sod, they had just laid down right before you moved in because, again, it was a brand new house, so it was pretty easy to just pick it up. It was kind of like pulling up the carpet, wasn't it? Yeah, some of it was. Some of it was. Some of it wasn't because they had laid some of the sod down. It it kind of, like, made me mad as I was pulling all of it up because I was finding, like, there were drywall screws and there was, like, (laughs) plastic wrappers and I was like you I know remember. Workers throwing everything and I'm like what is all of this and it's in my my wannabe garden I was so <laughs> frustrated at the workers but you know to each their own if I've gotten past it I've moved on but yeah it was um it was a pain and my husband you know he works and he was very just whatever you want to do honey when it came to the garden beds but I mean he was working and I was at home trying to do all this by myself and I y'all what I counted it up I think it was like 1200 bags or like 1200 pounds of mulch and compost and all the stuff that I had moved by myself because no one at Lowe's would help me um, story. <laughs> I make them and help I'm, me. I tell oh them, look. Well, no one was there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yeah, I make them help me. I go find somebody and tell them, you know, look. <laughs> if I had my way, you would come home with me and help me unload right. this, too. <laughs> right. Well, to go back, so go back to your other question. So I was able to grow unsuccessfully. Peanuts did not work out for me. But I did celery. And I'm not celery, sorry, um, okra. And okra did really well, but it wasn't the right variety. Apparently, there's like a hairy okra that is, it's really hard. Or maybe you have to 
get it at the right time. Like none of it worked out for me. And I'll just be honest. There was a bunch of stuff that I just tried. I'm like, I don't even really like okra unless it's fried. So, um, it just, it never worked out for me. I won't be doing that again. I'll be trying some other things. But what I was really surprised about were my herbs. Oh my gosh. Like when the weather got to be where it's not scorching, which it's most of the time it's scorching hot in Houston, but um, my Thai basil, any of my basils ended up awesome. Like I had lemon basil, Thai basil, regular basil. I had um, oregano, parsley, which I could have swore to you, I got just regular flat leaf parsley. Some of it came up curly, so I don't know what happened there. And then um, I have fennel, chives. I had some sago palms that we that were potted I put I put one in the ground just to see what would happen Mm -hmm. and um it's still there I don't know if it's gonna come back I think the sago palms originally started when from our house in Athens and then we gave them to you they moved to Bullard and then they moved to Alito and then they moved to Houston with you so those sago palms are real troopers but those are expensive But yeah, where you are, you should be able to put them right in the ground. They should do just fine. So the one thing that I was really excited about, because I don't really see these in like the Dallas-Fort Worth area a lot. I'm sure they're around, but I haven't seen them a lot, are the hibiscus. And those are everywhere here. Like a lot of people have them around their pools. And I just wanted something to feel tropical. So I, I have a really big pot on our back porch and I put the hibiscus tree in there. And what they've done is they, um, at the garden center, they had intertwined two or three different varieties together. And so I just had different blooms and it made me feel like I was in Hawaii. I love (laughs) them and it was so pretty. Um, but that was, that's my favorite thing. My lemongrass, even still now we've had freezing temperatures. It's still going strong. Hugh. Mungus. It's huge. <laughs> when you were putting all this stuff in, then you're a pro at the workout. I mean, she's not a health coach. She's not a professional personal trainer or anything like that, but she has a lot of experience. What all do you do in the gym you do? So, uh, depending on how I'm feeling, because I have problems with my foot from time to time, I would love to run. If I could just go in there and run, like that would be my thing. I love to run. But I know that you can't really just get by with just cardio. I try to do weights or squats, something, you know, throw that into the mix here and there. But um, on on a good week, I'll do some cardio and then some squats and do some things on the BOSU ball, um, which is basically just a, a half ball, like a balance ball that you get on and you do squats and other kinds of things. So it's a variety. It's a variety of things. So how would you say that compares when you were working out in the garden? And the reason that I wanted to do this show is because I think a lot of people, you know, whenever I talk about gardening, they just kind of look at me like, uh, that just seems like so much work. And I think, well, I know you go to the gym. I know you run, you know, so, and you know, it's not to say that, you know, a garden should replace the gym, but there's times when... I can't go outside because it's raining or it's too hot or it's too cold and I do have a treadmill and I will get on my treadmill 
But if there's days that I know I'm going to be doing stuff in the garden, like I know I'm going to turn a co the compost pile, I'll forego the treadmill that day because I know I'm going to get my workout in. Or if I do the treadmill, because I usually do it early in the morning before the sun even comes up, um, then I know I'm going to get a double workout that day. So in doing the gardening that you did with putting in all the compost, with you know laying down the pavers, with plant, potting the plants and stuff like that, how would you say that compares to um, your gym workouts? It was like running a marathon. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. All the stuff that I did, which and I probably did way more than I should have by myself. Like I'm surprised I didn't hurt my back because yeah. I picked up so many bags of mulch and compost. But I mean, I was sore for three days after I did all of that. Now, if someone were to just be starting out, like, like you said earlier, like I think a plan is essential. And now that I've done this, I've learned, okay, I need to do this at a time where my husband Seth can help me. And I need to do this at a time where um, we can plan on stretching it out over two days if need be, instead of doing all of the groundwork in one day, like splitting it up, like, okay, Maybe this weekend, we're going to do the mulch and the compost, and the next weekend, we'll put the plants in. I think that I was way too ambitious and thinking, oh, I can just do all of that in yeah. you know, an eight-hour period. No big deal. And then still be able to walk the next day because I wasn't, and I was super sunburned. That was my <laughs> Oh, I remember that picture. Oh my, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought... I thought, oh, it's March. It's fun. It's it was like eighty degrees outside, and I was thinking it's kind of it's kind of sunny. Like, no big deal. I probably almost had third degree burns because yeah. oh, it was such a bad and you summer. had your workout bra on oh, or whatever, and so oh my bad. gosh, yeah, you sent me a picture. It was really bad. It was so bad. <laughs> well, okay, so one of the other things that I know you and I have talked about, and we talk, Crystal and I talk almost every day. And uh, we just talk about how our day's going and all that. But we've talked about this a lot. And there's another real, really, really good reason why you like to work out at the gym. Do you know what I'm talking about? What? Because they watch my kids for me? <laughs> Child care, yeah. Because <laughs> they watch my kids for me. I have three boys. I have three boys. And two of them are in public school. And then my youngest stays home with me. And, um... <laughs> And he goes to a Mother's Day out twice a week, but on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, that's when I try to go to the gym and work out. And so I love going to the gym because they watch him for me while I'm there. Like, and I know that he's taken care of and I can get my workout in while I know he's safe. So, yes. And I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but when dad and I were a lot younger and y'all were younger, we actually went to I think it was called President's Fitness or it was called Bali Bali Fitness or something like that but yeah we went there a lot because that was like free childcare. <laughs> right know? we would exactly. stick y'all in there and then we would just go just enjoy and just relax and for just a little while we had free childcare. but you and I have talked about this it's like you know if you choose to do your workout in the garden that day it's kind of the same thing, right? Because the kids can go be out in the garden. They're being outside. If it's a pretty day and it's not too hot and it's not too cold or the mosquitoes aren't too bad or whatever, they like to uh, get involved. And, you know, when I think about that, I think about the stories that you told me about, like, Nicholas with the basil and Neelan with this and, you know, Noah with that and 
Can you just tell us a little bit more about, you know, having children in the garden and kind of what that's meant to them? So it's meant a lot to me because it's like, hey, you know, it's not necessarily a chore. I don't sit there and say, you got to go out there and pick all the weeds because that's not fun for anybody. I don't like picking weeds. I just do it. But I will say it's a lot easier to maintain if you do it as you go along and not set it aside as like this monstrous thing that happens because I've done that before and it's not fun. Uh, and the kids don't like that either. But, um, but yeah, I, they're their biggest thing that they've enjoyed. I, we've tried to grow numerous fruits and different kinds of things. Some of them haven't really worked out. And, but it surprised me because the kids weren't as excited about that. The big hit last year was chocolate mint. Oh my gosh. Like they would pick it. Nobody really ate it. Like they, they would try it and they'd say, Oh, it's not really that good, but they would pick it and they would smell it. That's because there was no sugar. (laughs) probably but they were it was so funny because they were just obsessed with smelling it okay and here's a tip here's my biggest tip for any moms out there you're listening to this and you have little children it's gonna probably be like a tmi thing too much information if you change a really poopy diaper and let's say you get a little poop on you it sucks yeah it's gross if you go get some lemon basil or lemon balm and rub it on your hands, it takes the smell of poop out of your hands. Really? There. Well, yes. you've never told me that. Oh. I never oh heard that. Gosh. I've never heard you say that before. Oh, my gosh. Well, yes. you know, it's funny because uh, what I was hoping you were going to say is the, the, you know, part of what you were going to say, which I'm glad you told me that because I've never heard that before. But I remember when you were living in the house where y'all built a raised bed, Nicholas remembered me just pulling the the basil seed off. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, that he just remembered like, okay, this is what you do when they're gone. When the when the plant it looks all dry and dead, then you just you pick these off and you throw them on the ground because then more of them will pop up. And it's funny that you you mentioned that because the other night we were eating dinner and we eat a lot of cucumbers in our house. Like we just have cucumbers and ranch, carrots and ranch all the time. And one of the boys said look, do you see these seeds? And I said, yeah, each one of those seeds has the potential to be a plant. And they just looked at me and they had that mind explosion moment. (laughs) Like, really? Like one of them? And I was like, yes, like, isn't that cool? So they're very curious about it just because we've done some of these things together. Yeah. And I remember one time I was making popcorn with Crystal's niece. That's my granddaughter, my only granddaughter. We have uh, six grandkids and only one is a girl and so we were making some popcorn and we don't make the kind in the bag we make it you know like from fresh well from dried popcorn and she goes Grammy are these seed popcorn seeds and I was like yeah those are popcorn seeds I just thought that was so funny and so the other thing that I wanted to uh, just kind of bring up is just kind of a side thing is I actually have seeds that I've saved that I've grown uh, for at least one season last year. They were the seeds that you grew in your front yard. Uh, It was sunflowers that the kids grew at school. They brought it home. You planted it in your front. um, And this was a short variety. This wasn't like the Russian mammoth sunflower seeds. But you planted it in your front landscaping bed of your home. And I was, and they were all dried up and I was like, can I have those seeds? And they were like, yeah, you can have them. 
So I took them and I planted all these seeds, you know, talking about the cucumber seed, that's what it reminded me of. And I had just sunflowers everywhere last year. And I call them Noah and Nicholas's sunflowers, you know. Well, well, and it's funny too, because that was actually during our move. So that happened um, at the end of May in 2017 when we were leaving Bullard outside of Tyler and we were moving to Alito and we planted those, we kept them in their little containers and then we planted them once we got to our new house. So those are actually from East Texas and we took them to Fort Worth and then now, now y'all have them. So that's and really that's, cool. So now we need some back. Yeah. <laughs> we need some back. The sunflowers are, um, I mean, any, any plant that has a, a story like that, those are my favorite. Um, But there's one more thing, and we are going to kind of uh, try to wrap this up a little bit here in a few minutes. But whenever you told me some of your trials and tribulations from your garden last year, it had to do with Wally. Can you tell us about Wally (laughs) and who Wally is? So he's sitting right next to me. He is our Boston Terrier, and he is the biggest handful of an animal you've ever met in your life. He is a year and a half. Um, If you go check out my Instagram or anywhere, like, you will see. He is not camera shy. He is all over the place. That is Wally. But last year, we tried to grow watermelons, bell peppers. Oh, my gosh, what else? He got into all of these things, and we – we're considering if we should put in like an invisible fence because he was just walking, walking through everything. He destroyed my, my um, oh, what are they called? The marigolds. He ate those. He just would walk through everything and just take them. I've, I've gone outside and found um, tomatoes that he's taken off. Like, oh, <laughs> but I was so upset. She I would really call me and to- say, Wally is eating my cucumbers. And I said, is he just pulling the plant out? And she said, no, he's actually eating my eggplants. Or yeah, sometimes he just pulls it out just to be mean. He's just being mean. I know. (laughs) No, because I really wanted to grow these baby. They were the, like the baby watermelons. They were the little bitty ones. And there was one I was so excited about. I was like, oh my gosh, it's taken. Like, it's going to be beautiful. I was so, I would go check on it like every day. I would make sure everything was watered and beautiful and then one day I come outside and he has eaten it. Like there are just very visible teeth marks in it. And he just left it like, oh, this wasn't worth it. And he just left. Oh, so I was devastated. <laughs> I know that sounds dramatic, but I was devastated. <laughs> Such a turkey. Well, the reason that I wanted you to bring that up is because I have a dog trainer that's going to be coming on to the podcast. So I want you to be sure and come back and listen to that episode. I can't wait to hear what she says. I know that I've looked up and I've had a lot of people say to me, um, I can't have a garden because of my dog. And I'm just like, ah, well, I'm sure that's not true. You know, um, we have an Irish wolfhound and yes, he does dig, but he doesn't usually dig in the garden. And I think I have figured out anyway, I looked up Caesar, What's his last name? Milan. Is he the dog whisperer? Yeah, I looked up his thing on dogs in the garden. And for us, I have noticed that Ace will dig 
wherever there's bare soil. But he doesn't dig wherever there's mulch. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because the big chunky mulch just kind of hurts his paws or it's a little bit uncomfortable or it doesn't feel like a nice cool place to, to lay or whatever. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say because I really have no idea. I well, I'll be very interested too because Wally doesn't care about mulch. He goes out there and he eats the mulch. So um, <laughs> he does. We need help. We he, need help with him. Well, I know that we talked about... Uh, that quite a bit and I know that a lot of other people have these issues so so the next segment of our show is what I call rapid fire questions and this is just to get to know the uh, guests a little bit better and just to have fun my first question is whether you're the only one in the car or not and that song comes on, you know, the one that takes over your body and you have to bob your head and you're bouncing around and you just can't resist. The music just kind of takes you over. What is that song for you? You have to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick a couple. I'm a car dancer. I like to dance in the car and the kids, like, they don't get embarrassed by it. And I think I get that from my dad because um, we've always kind of been singing and dancing in the car. But the song that comes to mind, and this is so cheesy. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's so true. Um, I, I'll give you two. The first one is Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's always. a good one. Yeah. That is always one that I will dance to. But the one that I'm embarrassed of is Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Like, <laughs> it's one of those songs, like, yes. Like, I just, I love it. I'll dance to it. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, the second question is, if you had a time machine, would you go back in time or would you go into the future and why? Hmm, that's a good question. I think I would go into the future and see how people are living like a thousand years from now to see, you know, what, what is happening? Like, what does the world look like in a thousand years? I don't yeah. know. That's, that's off the top of my head. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm kind of torn. I'm like, I'd like to go to the past, but I guess the future... I'm more curious about the future than the past. Yeah. Well, if I went back to the past, I think I would, like, try to go buy stock in Amazon or something like that. Right, right. I'd change, I would mess something up in the past. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what famous person um, in your childhood did you have a crush on back in the day? Like, what was your, like, oh, my gosh, I would faint if I met this guy or this girl, whoever it was. What was the person that you, was your childhood crush? Okay, so I am a child of the 90s, basically. I was born in the 80s, but I'm a child of the 90s. And Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, for sure. Mark Paul Gossler, like, holy moly. I, yeah. <laughs> he was my crush. He was everything. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, actually, we saw him on a show last night. We were like, who is that guy? I know I've seen him before, and he's changed so much. He's uh, yeah. all grown up now. The last question is, what would the title of your autobiography be? Oh, well, because I am all things rookie, everything that I do has the word rookie stamped on it. I guess it would be 
this rookie story, I guess, I don't know, or the rookie story, because, um, which is code for she had no idea what she was doing. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) It's like a play on like, I've just adapted, you know, you don't have to be perfect in anything that you do. And, um, and that is really freeing. And so I just, I love embracing the term rookie and I feel like if I could tell a story in a way that tells other people she had no idea what she was doing yet she kept going and didn't stop so the rookie story the rookie life I don't know (laughs) I like it I like it well that's actually a really good segue into um, telling us a little bit more I'm so proud of my beautiful intelligent daughter she is a an author. She's written a book. Uh, she has a blog and a website and um, a podcast. Can you just kind of tell us uh, all about the things that you've got going on in your life and where people can find out more about you? Well, sure. Well, thank you so much. I couldn't do any of this without the support of my family. So thank you. But, um, but yeah, so if you want to find more about me, you can go to crystalprofit.com and um, you'll find links to uh, my social media on Facebook. I'm at Crystal Profit TX. That's Crystal with the K, Profit with two X and two T's. I always have to tell people that. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, all at the same thing. And then um, I do have a book on Amazon. It's called Ricky Devotionals and it's basically the journey that I went through to figure out how to do prayer and Bible study. Cause I had no idea what I was doing and I just wrote it down along the way. And, um, like, like mom mentioned before I do podcasting, I have a podcast called the Ricky life and, um, I actually teach podcasting. So mom is one of my students and I'm so proud of all the things that she's done and, um, and the course that we're doing is called Rookie Podcasting. It's open a few times a year. We, we just try to make it a fun community. Because. <laughs> Crash. There goes Molly yeah. again. No, there goes, I don't know why my light just like flung off of my computer. <laughs> See, this is the rookie stuff that happens. To me <laughs> That's all right. The time, all the time. And we just keep going and we keep doing life because. Well, I know on this show, nobody's going to accuse me of being too polished around here. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that life gets pretty dull when it's perfect all the time. Yeah. Because if you think back in all those moments, like where you just laugh until you cry or, you know, you almost pee your pants because you're laughing so hard. It's usually because someone messed up or someone. Absolutely. You're laughing at yourself. We like to laugh at ourselves, but we really like to laugh at other people. Right. <laughs> Especially if they're in our family. We just like yeah. it even much, that much better. <laughs> so I don't know before your crash, if you finished all of your, so you're on Facebook as Crystal Prophet. Yeah, Crystal Prophet TX. And when Crystal shows me how to do show notes, I'll have it in the show notes. <laughs> because this recording is happening before I ever launch my podcast. So, yeah, and this is one of the big reasons why I'm doing a podcast. Crystal actually talked me into, it was like, Mom, you've got to do something with all this gardening stuff. And, you know, she would come here and she would do takeover Thursday or takeover Tuesday or whatever it was. And she would grab my phone and she would just go walk around and just show everybody what was in my garden. And I'm just like, Oh no, you know, my greenhouse isn't clean. 
<laughs> or I haven't weeded this bed or this was not finished or it's not the way I want it to be. And she just really gave me the confidence that I needed. And we've kind of just been on this journey together as far as learning all this techie stuff and all these different social media platforms. And I've always been one of these people that doesn't like to have my face on the camera and to hear my own voice, you know, it's just one of those things that I just have gotten a lot of encouragement from her. Even with cooking, you know, she, there's a lot of things that I have cooked and then there's a lot of things that she has cooked and we've just decided together that, um, oh, okay, well, and, and then that kind of how Reed Drummond got started, the Pioneer Woman, yeah, she, she, was just, she was just sharing recipes online for her family. To be able to say, oh, here's this recipe that I found with her mom. And her mom would share something with her. And they just kind of share, started sharing back and forth. Not that we're you know, <laughs> re-drumming by any means. But um, I just think it's kind of cool. And, you know, for me, another reason that I started doing this. I mean, Crystal has just really been such a good support system for me. But is I want to leave a legacy for my children's children's children. And I don't know how long these platforms are going to be around. I don't know how long these videos are going to be around. But I think about when I'm gone, when I'm long gone, for my grandchildren, when they're my age, to say, I know Grammy said to do this, but how did you, you know, how did she really do that? They can actually go back to YouTube. They can go back to a podcast and they can know what was in my head. I mean, how cool is that? I wish I could go back to my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and hear her voice again you yeah. know back then we had um oh the kind of tape the kind of film that you did with that had tape you know it wasn't digital somewhere it was just on a tape and I don't even know that we really even had audio but gosh to be able to see her face again and actually hear her tell me how to make tortillas you know just stuff like that it's just this is really a family legacy thing for me so, yeah. Thank you so much, Crystal. No, thank you. Thank you for... Um, you finish up because I'm going to cry now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, well, just thank you for being brave enough to do it because I think it's, you know, like going out, like I feel like we're kind of voyagers, like stepping out into this unknown because there's been people, you know, that we know personally that start asking questions like, well, why are you doing this? You know, if it's not on a mega, like you don't have millions of people following you by tomorrow, then why is it even worth it? And yeah, I'm just very <clears throat> grateful that we have an understanding together that it's like, because I'm not after millions of people. I would love it if just one person told me that an information, like a blog post or a video or something I shared with them helped them. That's what I'm about. And I think that that's what you're about is just like, I have all this information inside of my head and you, you know, you've taken courses, you've read books, you've done all these experiments yourself. And it's like, well, is life just about keeping all that information to yourself or is it about sharing it with other people that could benefit from it? So I think that I'm really excited for you and your podcast to, um, to share information with other people and hopefully help out a lot of people that, are going to be encouraged to garden and to start like to not be intimidated by it because it is pretty intimidating if you don't know what you're doing, but to have someone in 
their ear like you telling them you can do this like i've killed so many things yeah. <laughs> and i'm still here today like yeah. that's encouraging <laughs> yes well yeah it's uh it has been it, it actually the the course that crystal taught it really hasn't been that bad i was really nervous about all of the the steps that you have to take but you know, we've discussed a lot of things together, and I'm okay with going a little bit long here because we've had a lot of conversations. Like I said, we're, we're kind of like partners, but we're not in business together. <laughs> we bounce, yeah. each, you know, ideas off of each other all the time. But to we've had this conversation where, you know, I just want to be, I was, I think authentic is too fancy of a word. I just want to be real. I just want to be myself and not be too polished. When I'm a child of the 80s, and back then it was like, okay, you give your presentation, you look a certain way, you make sure you have on pantyhose, which nobody does that anymore, and everything needs to be very, very polished, like you're standing in front of a teacher that's grading you, right? And now it's not so much in the world today. You have really big people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Casey Neistat, and they are just live in life and they're just being real and that's what attracts so many people to them is the fact that they're just being real it's like hey I don't have everything figured out but if you want to come along with me it'll probably be a little entertaining <laughs> because I have no yeah. idea what I'm doing um, and it might be a little informational because I've been doing the gardening thing for two decades and um, yeah, I'm hoping that, and I keep saying this over and over again, it's like, I just hope that I save some people some time, maybe, you know, yeah. that there is another way to do it. But yeah, having fun well, is going to be what it's all about. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We had fun and yes, this was a very, so much for having me. very special episode for me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And, um, I look forward to many more conversations that we have about gardening and podcasting because spring is coming. <laughs> I feel like the opposite of game of Thrones. It's like yeah. spring is coming. I have to get ready. <laughs> yes. And as we wrap up today's show, I want you to know this podcast is dedicated to you. If you're searching for a better source of food for yourself and the ones you love, I'm inviting you to come along on this journey with me. And if you don't want to miss any future episodes, you can hit that subscribe button and let's all figure out together how we can put delicious, nutritious, and safe food on the table. And remember, your edible garden can also be your beautiful landscape. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. Bye for now.